0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a creative entrepreneur, a writer, a model, and the founder of Our Second Skin. Welcome, Anna Saber. Hi, Noor. Hi, Angel. How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you. So Anna and I have been trying to make this happen for at least a year, like at least a full year because anytime I'm in New York where Anna's based, we try to like make it happen, but then just crazy schedules, it doesn't end up happening. But here we are. It (laughs) only
1: took a pandemic for us to finally get on here.
0: Truly. (laughs) Like as soon as I realized I was going to be in self quarantine, I was like, Anna, what are you doing? We need to do this. And like, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording and we were like, you know what, it is it is important to kind of touch on what's going on because it's obviously really important, but we don't want to like harp on it because everyone's yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's tough not to talk about the
1: elephant in the room. Yeah. An elephant is certainly in the room, <laughs> but um, yeah, we don't really want to get too into it because, you know, like I've been talking with my friends and we're like, let's try and not say the C word today and see how... Yeah long weekend you know but it's hard not to because you know our every day has been disrupted and a lot has changed so we're trying to figure out new schedules like a lot is happening and it's hard to process really
0: yeah i think we're all just trying to like navigate it the best that we can but you know there is like a lot of information i do think it's really important for us to keep up to date with everything that's going on but i think the most important things that we can do right now is i mean i don't want to sound like a fucking broken record but stay home like just stay safe, wash your hands. And like, if you want to lay around all day and do nothing, that's fine. If you want to be productive, that's fine. But like, just do what works for you and what feels good. I think that's another thing. Like people feel like they should be doing like X, Y, and Z because other people are doing it. But like, just fucking do what feels good for you. Yeah. Like just, I
1: think the biggest thing is not to put anyone in at risk. So, if, yeah. you know, doing as much as you can not to do that and Following your routine and making sure that your every day is as normal, or try it at least try and make it as normal as it could
0: possibly be. Yeah,
1: yeah, and whatever that is for you, maybe like cooking, like reorganizing your apartment, whatever. Oh,
0: you know? Anna, I'm a chef now. <laughs> I, I, ignore, I know. I'm literally like, can we drop a lot of to See you. I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm like, I guess, I guess I want to cook now. I don't really know what's going on. You're always cooking though. Like, I'm not joking. The last two times I've gone to Anna's house, she's making soup. I you- literally make one soup, and it's just like my <laughs> signature soup.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm like a secret cook. Like, I love to cook. It is like the most zen thing for me.
0: But yeah, you see, you always seem to relax
1: time. when you're cooking super relaxed i love chopping things
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly i'm not even gonna lie chopping things is really soothing that's i think that's why i've been cooking because it's like a fun way to keep your hands busy and like also there's like chopping is like i don't know it's therapeutic it feels really good
1: yeah, just, we, we sound like we crazy people We are for the chop. <laughs>
0: we support topping during this pandemic but you know what we're gonna try not to say the c word anymore and also there's so much i want to talk to anna about and like okay so uh like so you were born in new york but born in long island right yes okay so how long were you in long island for like i want to hear the story
1: well yeah so i grew up in long island i live pretty close to like a beach town. I grew up in a really small town. Everyone knew each other. Um, uh, It's not very far from the city, about an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. So I, of course, grew up going to the city, and um, I had two older brothers who are about like ten years older than me. So they had always had already lived in the city. So you know, I was back and forth, but I didn't really move into the city until I went to Fashion Institute of Technology. So.
0: Yeah. That. So you went to <laughs> FIT. I feel like there's a lot of like people were like, oh, like you don't need to go to school in order to be like in the fashion industry. But I feel like it seems like you had like a really good experience there. And like, I feel like you, you did a lot while you were there too. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that a formal education is needed to be in the fashion industry. I think a lot of it is, I mean, of course you need a formal education. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, but I think a lot of the things that helped me were the experiences that led up to it. So I was, while I was at FIT, I interned every single semester in college. And I think that those, um, internships and opportunities sort of were the things that kept me going further than just a simple education. And, you know, so I, I was always working no matter what.
0: Yeah. And like, I feel like that's the thing, like you were kind of making the most of this time, like, okay, I'm in school, let me do internships. Let me like fucking hustle. Like, let me, you know, learn more about this industry that you want to be in. And I definitely think that you, you are, you're further in your career because of that, like because of those experiences.
1: Yeah, I wanted to be a part of it so bad, Nora, like I this was my life. Like I hate to say that fashion was my life, but it truly was something that I knew I had to be a part of and no matter what way I had to carve my path to get in, I wanted to be in.
0: So When did you realize like okay, this is it. Like it's fashion?
1: Well, like I was always a black sheep of my family. Um, I grew up in a Pakistani American, I guess, um, for me, American. My, the rest of my family, they were all born in Pakistan. Yeah. But family. So my family is very traditional. And my brother sort of took the traditional side. And we have the doctor and the lawyer of the family. And then um, growing up, I was always into art. I never really played sports. I never did anything. Sort of, I hated math. I hated all like the typical things, you know? So I was really into like drawing, painting, and like I was a really creative child. So from the get, I think I made it very clear to my parents that I'm a little different. And, you know, they have their doctor, they have their lawyer, and whatever I wanted to do was a little different. But it was very hard for me because I was always told growing up, like, you have to do this, you have to be. Um, you have to get straight A's, you have to
0: make sure you study medicine X, Y, Z. And there's a lot of expectations, I think in any immigrant home, like there's just these self, like you're, there's just things that are expected of you. And sometimes they're not even like verbalized. Like you just know that these are the expectations that you have to meet. Yeah,
1: so all these expectations kind of made me a little crazy to the point where I felt that I had to prove myself 10 times harder. Yeah. There is a reason I'm creative. There is a reason that I can do these things, and I want to shine in them.
0: Yeah. And I, I, how, like, were your parents, like, were they, like, receptive to you wanting to be more of a creative? Was it, like, kind of, like, a struggle? Because I know that, you know, obviously everyone's experience is different, but what was that like for you?
1: So I am a tough cookie for sure. I'm a <laughs> I'm
0: Oh, yeah. You, what What are you, Nora? I'm an Aries too. Me, yeah. We're okay. both Aries. Yeah,
1: I knew you are an Aries because yeah. we are so similar. We're such go-getters. Like, yeah. We don't Like, take no for an answer.
0: Nope. Um, <laughs> you are fucking crazy. We're crazy, <laughs> but the best <laughs> crazy there is. The good kind of crazy. Yeah, the fun kind of crazy. The crazy where like, if you need to get something done, we're going to make sure it gets done.
1: Exactly. So for me, like I wouldn't take no for an answer. And like, of course, growing up, I was told you should do this and you should be in business and you should so I wanted to make it make their make a way that I could do business but also fashion. Yeah. I always loved art classes growing up. I took all the AP arts, forget the AP math, forget the yeah. AP history. I was an AP art. Well, yeah. Um, so my parents really like knew that I loved what I did and I had to make it very clear to them. It wasn't easy for sure. Um, you, you know, as a teenager, you have identity issues, you have all these things on top of it and you're just trying to find your place. But I knew that that was the one thing I could hold on to and that I was good at. So I really just took that and rolled with it, um, to the point where I would make it very clear, like, that's what I did every day. I sat in my room and I drew, I drew, I painted and I loved clothes and, I was a very like fantastical child, I guess, to say that I love watching like Bollywood movies and like creating the outfits that they were wearing in it. And so it was just like very clear that that was a route that I was going to take. And I think luckily, if I was probably the eldest child in my family, I wouldn't be able to take that route. But luckily I have I had two brothers who sort of
0: cleared the path for me, I can so I can say. I think this all the time that I'm so grateful that I'm the youngest because I feel like by the time like I got to that age where I was figuring out what I wanted to do, my parents had already like kind of gone through it and again they kind of feel like okay, well this other kid did this, so you know what? Like I I could be fine with this. Like you know what I mean? Like they yeah. wore them down for me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, shout out
1: to my bros. <laughs>
0: your brothers they they seem like they're really cool though because yeah you live with one of your brothers and he's really nice yeah i do
1: and i love my brother so much and i'm really you
0: (laughs) you guys have like a cool like i feel like you have a really cool relationship which is nice yeah for sure siblings are everything man yeah A hundred percent. I've always said this, like people who aren't close with their siblings, like, I don't know, I feel like it's a red flag (laughs) unless, unless your siblings are like terrible, like objectively terrible people, red flag. Yeah, Uh. (laughs) exactly. And it's so funny because I remember
1: when I was applying to colleges, of course, my brothers would help me out with the whole process. Um, But I remember when I was applying to colleges, my parents were like, are you sure you want to go to the Fashion Institute of Technology? Like, almost every single school I had applied to was either, like, art-related, like, for graphic design, for, you know, fashion. Um, and then, of course, they were like, okay, and you need to apply to NYU and Stony Brook. And I was like, why? Why are they yeah. going rope me in? I knew if I applied to them that, you know, some way or another they'd make me try and go the – uh the clean route, but yeah. I was absolutely not for it. So we compromised. Um, and I think a lot of these relationships, I think, especially growing up in a Pakistani American household, they involve compromise. So for me, that compromise was going to a fashion school, but my major was business. Yeah. So, you know, I think that you do have to bite the bullet in certain points, but that And that's all about compromising and your own situation. And I know that a, a lot of women and Baksani, um girls that message me, they always ask me, like, how are you able to do this? And I say that compromising with your family is the most important key because you need to make some sort of middle ground.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of times it's really easy to just kind of be like, oh, like my parents don't get it. Like, why do they want me to be miserable? But I genuinely think that more than, often than not, it's coming from a place of like love and just concern and wanting to make sure that you're, you can take care of yourself and wanting to make sure that you're successful and that, you know, you're comfortable with your life. And like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something yeah. that wasn't a norm around them. So they- I do think that they actually can, like, I think that a lot of times parents will surprise you with their ability to compromise, but like, it's just kind of like how, how you approach the situation is important. It sounds like you approached it in a pretty mature way.
1: Yeah. And I think it goes to say for a lot of immigrant families, like, you know, they gave up everything to come here for you to get an education. And, you know, and I think that as a child, I didn't really realize that that was the case. That's why they wanted me to become something and become something they could be proud of but you know you realize that it's only because they want you to have a great education they want you to excel and they want the best for you
0: Uh, For sure. And like, yeah, and it's something that I genuinely think you can't appreciate until you're a little bit older and you have some life experience and you're like, oh, wait a second. My parents just like really were looking out for me. And I'm sure they're super happy and super proud of where you are now because like we were talking about before, like I think that you are fucking crushing it. And I think that you work your ass off to get there because as a Pakistani American, it's it's not as easy. And I think that that's something that people kind of – Gloss over because it's definitely there's more of a struggle there. Yeah, for sure. Like
1: I can
0: say that I haven't had multiple
1: breakdowns in my life, and you know, uh, I've hit points where I felt like it was the lowest of the low, and I felt that I could never emerge out of this. To the point where, you know, sometimes family does get in the way of things, but you need to ultimately be the best adult you can and fight for what you really truly love like um nothing is ever handed to you and like like i like we were just chatting about before nor that the industry the fashion industry isn't something that we were a part south asians were a part of right like it's never and how many south how many Pakistani Indian Bengali like how many people do you actually know in the fashion industry not Uh, that many exactly and that's because there aren't many and now people are sort of infiltrating because they're fighting they're trying to create these paths and i know a lot of women that are in similar situations to me that weren't allowed to do it but you know they stuck to their grounds and some of them have great relationships with their families now and some of them don't really have their family that can support them so yeah. it's not really easy for us to do i can't i don't want to generalize and say us but like yeah for me it was not really easy to do what i am doing and I've gotten questioned. question. I've been told you can't do this. You need to be more practical. You need a nine to five. You need, you know, but at the end of the day, I stuck to my gut and I proved myself that, listen, I'm doing something here and it's yeah. really working.
0: No. Yeah. And that, and that's something that like, I really admire about you is that you really, you were like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to do. And like, You are, like, and and I feel like your approach to it has always been, like, not from a place of entitlement. It's, like, a place of I'm going to work really hard. I know that I have a place in the fashion world and I'm going to get there. And, like, just being super driven about it because I've known you for a few years now. Like, I think when I met you, you must have been maybe, like, God, I don't know how old you were. Like, maybe 20? A long time ago, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, like, you – yeah, you were young. And like, even then I remember like thinking like, oh shit, like this girl knows what she wants and she's working towards like certain goals and she's going to make it happen. And like seeing kind of where you are now, like it is, I'm just like, you did like, you're doing it. Like you did it. Like it's, it's really incredible. But like, I think there was the, the, the way that you got there to me is really admirable because I think you know in the world of like fashion influencers bloggers whatever you want to call it a lot of times it it is it does come easier to certain people and it's people who you know typically aren't south asian and i think that you've done some really incredible things i mean you were just in at uh, milan fashion week And like, I was so, I was so happy for you. I was so proud of you. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: I, I just think in general for women of color, like we have to work 10 times harder to prove that we can fit in these spaces that we were never allowed in. Yeah. And I think that's what it really truly boils down to is that like you, I will never be able to explain to someone who doesn't, who hasn't been in my shoes that this was never a world I was allowed in or I could envision myself in. But I dug the tunnel and I placed myself and I'm not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure you're not. And <laughs> like I'm like, no, no. Anna's here. Honest Anna, and like and that's the thing. Like you really do in my opinion, you are what I would consider, like, someone, yeah, like, this person knows about fashion, understands it, like, has great style, like, isn't just, you know, following trends blindly, like, you do your own thing, you're super creative, I love that there is always, like, an element of, like, Bollywood or Pakistani culture that goes into your style, like, I think that that's something that I love, and I really don't see that often, and I think... You know, I were, was it Harper's Bazaar that you you were you did a shoot for.
1: Yeah, Harper's Bazaar India. That was like my first magazine print. I, I
0: loved was. I loved those photos so much, and I was like so happy to see it. And like yeah, like seeing like a publication like that like highlight you and 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 see like oh shit, this girl's really cool. She has great style. Like to me, I'm like that makes me really happy because. I mean, there really aren't that many South Asians. Like I can count on probably two hands, the people that I know. I mean, obviously there are more people than that, but like the people that I personally know who are in the fashion space. And I'm like, that's not enough. There, I should know more. There should be more.
1: Yeah, especially like the conservative world that like Pakistanis in general are very conservative. So for them, it's not something that's, and I can speak to that because that's sort of everything I know, but it's not something that's easier, something that's you know like a lot of people don't find it amazing like in the Pakistani community like she's in a magazine cover they're kind of ashamed and they're kind of like why is she modeling like the word modeling in the Pakistani community is just it has such a negative yeah I guess connotation to it like people are like oh like that's not something to be proud of but I really just want to change that. I really want to change those stereotypes and push them out of the door because like things need to change in order for people to accept that.
0: Yeah. There definitely needs to be progress, but have you, I mean, I think that you probably have, but like, have you like experienced backlash and like, how have you kind of navigated that? Yeah. Like backlash in terms of what? Like... I I would say like on on social media, like have you – have people, you know, kind of come at you like, hey, like, you know, why are you doing this?
1: Well, of course. I think you're always going to get backlash and I'm sure you've experienced this too (laughs) as like a woman who wears a hijab in – this day and age um I think backlash will always be there like of course I have people who are like you can't put on for Muslims because you're not modest you can't do you know but like to each their own and I think that yeah no one should be able to tell you what you can and can't do
0: and I, I yeah you, you did a you did uh like I think the modus interviewed you and you said something fuck I'm trying to remember like something about like modesty being like a mindset or something like that yeah and like I, it really stuck with me because I was like you yeah. you articulated exactly how I feel, and I do think that there is this thing that's still happening in the Muslim communities, which is really sad that like, oh, if you don't wear a hijab, like how can you consider yourself to be modest, or if you do wear a hijab, you need to be more modest and just like all these like i arbitrary rules about like how to be a modest woman and I mean, I would say that you are pretty modest. Like,
1: yeah, I agree. I, like, I think of myself as a person who's modest. And I think, like, I,
0: I'm i really glad that the
1: modists sort of work with me on that project because I wasn't the typical – I'm not the typical Muslim girl. You can just yeah. be and spot that they're Muslim. Like, yeah. of course, Western media loves to just identify all Muslims in one category, whether it's, like, hijabi or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm really glad that the modus work with me on that project because it was important for me to say that modesty is sort of, it is a mindset and, and modesty means something to each person that's different. And I think that's where like the misconception is because everyone thinks it's wearing a hijab, it's covering your body. It's that's really not it.
0: Like there's one kind of ideal definition of it. And I mean, I I literally just got like, I posted a picture and like so many comments, I just like went in and deleted because people were just like, this isn't modest. This isn't modest. Like you're not modest. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing that it's really hard to win. And and I think it's because people kind of impose their own opinions and feelings on modesty onto others. But I think it's, it's a super, it's, it's extremely personal thing, but in the same vein, like, yeah, I, I mean, I can't even imagine like, because for me, like I wear a scarf, so it's like, okay, I can identify that you're a Muslim woman, but for you, like, it's just a completely different experience. Exactly. Like, I think it's all about
1: the way you carry yourself, right? It's like, it's like being a respectful person. It's about being humble. It's about treating others with respect and kindness and compassion. And I think that's what a modest person is.
0: Yeah. 100% and like that's the thing like I it is for me less about external things you know what I mean I think external yeah. things are great but it's not externally modest isn't enough to be modest in my opinion like I think like you were saying like being humble being kind and just generally being like a, a good yeah, person it's a, like
1: it's about the way you carry yourself like
0: you really don't like no one else's opinion should matter as I own A hundred percent. And, and like what you were saying earlier about like in, in your community, like the word model having like a negative connotation, like I definitely, I think that's, that happens in a lot of communities, Muslim communities, because yeah, like, you know, people will still say to my mom, so like, what does your daughter Nora think that she's like a model? But like, when they say it, they're basically saying like,
1: you know, your daughter's a a
0: sex worker. Right. Like, Like, Yeah, literally, it's
1: it's so frustrating because like I'll go to like a community party or event or something, and someone be like, "Oh, like your daughter's a model. Like, how's modeling going?" And it's like, "Hey, listen, like, yeah, I do that, but I also do X, Y, and Z. I also write for this publication. I also have done this. I'm working on a line. Like, I'm working on a lot of things. So for you to just." you know try to belittle me is
0: and i think it's a lot to do with the way they say it. You know what i mean because i think that being a model is a accomplishment like holy shit you're a model. It's the way that it's said that it's so belittling and it's so like it it's such a weighted way that they say like oh you're a model like ugh, yeah, for that sure. is, yeah for sure. And like you are a model. Like you're beautiful, you're good at it. Like it's it's not something I think any girl who's ever taking photos knows that it's not like this super simple, just no problem. Like, yeah, whatever kind of thing. Like it's something that you kind of work at.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's a cutthroat
0: industry, you know? Yeah. Um, And I mean, so you, you, you touched on it briefly that you are, coming out with a line and I, I don't even know too much about it. So I really, yeah, like, I, I need you to tell to me all the things. <laughs> I'm like, I need you to tell me all the things. Cause I know that when you were in Pakistan, you were, I remember you were like looking at stuff there, but like, I, I really want to know what you have planned. So yeah, give so us I the exclusive.
1: Recently I was visiting factories because I want to work with like artisanal women and make sure that they are paid fairly and make sure that their working conditions are really great. So I was sort of just like hunting for places to sort of, and people to work with while I was there. Um, so I'm sort of working on a project. It's not necessarily a line, but I think it's like the next legacy and step for me. Um, but I want to work on some, I guess I'm working on a clothing I guess if you want to say line, you could say line. But <laughs> I'm working on a creative project that is something that I wanted to do my entire life. And I, I'm honestly with, so excited. Yeah. And that's coming out with clothes that I would wear because, you know, I always yeah. love to uh, think if I wouldn't wear it, why would I, why am I making it? Definitely. But it's generally a creative project that's, for me, I want to exercise a new muscle and I want to learn something that I haven't learned before. And so, yeah, I'm starting a contemporary line that blends a little bit of my lifestyle. It's like, whether you'd like to call it half street, half heritage and
0: mixing it all up, that's what it's going to be.
1: Uh, I'm, yeah, like, I honestly
0: can only imagine because like, I'm like, I already know it's going to be cool as shit because <laughs> you you do have like very – I feel like you have very particular style. Like you know what I mean? Like I'll see something like Anna would wear that. Like yeah. I know. I'm like I – mean, I, like, hope,
1: I hope that that's people see my hard work and yeah. creativity in it. And,
0: and I, I love you. your approach to it. Like you're like I'm just trying to exercise a new muscle. And like also like I'm sure it is a dream for you like to create – pieces that you designed and everything and you selected the fabrics like that. I mean, anyone who loves fashion, that's that's the fucking dream.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to do that my whole life. Like I grew up watching Bollywood and like I said before, like I always dreamed about the costumes and being in part of that world and how creative and the visuals and the choreograph like everything about it just was enchanting for me. So my I guess my line is very heavily inspired by Bollywood because that was such a huge part of my life.
0: Is there like an estimated, like, do you have like a launch date or time frame or anything like that? Or is it still kind of in the works? Oh God, it's still in the works. I'm truly
1: perfecting it. And I just wanted to give a little teaser on this. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So just basically we're going to all keep an eye out. I mean, I'm definitely going to keep yes. harassing about it face. because i we want to see to it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i want to see all the things that you're doing because that's something else that i really think you do well is like you really perfect things before you put it out like you know what i mean like you're not half-assing anything like you're really putting your all into what you do yeah.
1: and if anything that you put your name on in this
0: world you need to make sure it's a1 yeah Definitely. And like, I think that growth is really important. I mean, when I go back to the first couple episodes of the podcast that I did, like, I'm like, Oh, my God, I sound so stiff. I sound like this. I sound like that. But then also, I think we're all our hardest critics. And I think is, is it a trait of Aries to be really critical of yourself? I don't know shit about horoscopes, Ana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's just a natural thing is to be very critical okay. about yourself. Yeah, but, you know, it's all a process of educating and learning and growing. So we're all growing. Yeah. I don't think the growing ever stops.
0: Oh, and if you stop growing, that's to me, a huge red flag, maybe investigate that a little bit further. Because yeah, we should definitely, I mean, I feel like I'm growing every single day. And also like, I think of myself like five years ago, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I was a baby. But I feel like five years from now, I'll probably look back and be like, holy shit, I was a baby. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was yeah. just, you know, going with the flow and figuring it out as I go. Yeah. And one thing is that like, I feel like you do have like a voice and you're not afraid to share your voice, especially like when it comes to the fashion world. And I think that it is kind of like, a. I think people are always a little bit reluctant in the fashion space to call anyone out, even if it's done tastefully. And that's something that I feel like you have never really been afraid to do. And I think that you've done it really well. Um, Yeah,
1: I think it's really important to speak up and to speak up against something that you feel like is wrong. And I think if your gut is telling you that something feels wrong, if someone is doing something wrong, then you should say something about it. Because if you don't, you're not using your platform for anything. And what are you doing? You're not achieving anything with it. So for me, it's really important. I always want to use my voice and I always want to exercise that right that I have to do so. And you know, a lot of people, you know, I was having this conversation with someone else is that a lot of people all over this world do not have the freedom that, and the privilege that I do. So if I'm not the one advocating and I'm not the one, then what am I doing? Right? Like if there are so many women in my country who want to do what I'm doing, but aren't able to, because they're not allowed to, then it's my duty to talk about it and to make sure that space is heard and that, you know, that voice is heard.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, like I said, I feel like in a way I do think of you like as an advocate for South Asian women. Like I really do kind of see you as that maybe that I'm just like putting, imposing that on you, but I do think that you, you really are kind of paving the way. And I think that you always kind of keep your culture close and it's something that's a part of you and you, you show it and you're, you embrace it. And when something is going on, especially when it's affecting South Asians, you do speak out about it. And it's in it from an educated perspective, which I also think is really important. If you're going to speak out about something, you know, you need to kind of know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I think that there, there isn't like, there aren't too many voices like that. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like it, It is kind of a tricky thing when you're in the fashion world because you're like, oh, like, I don't want to ruin relationships with people or like, I don't want to, you know, piss anyone off. But something about you that I've always really loved is that you're like, no, like, this is the right thing to do. I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think of it this way. It's like you can either finger point at someone or you can have an open conversation. And I think open conversation is always going to lead to something better in the overall picture. You're so right.
0: Yeah. I think in general, communicating is the solution to like most problems that humans encounter. It's just like a lack of communication or a lack of understanding or, you know, I think we all at the end of the day, we're human. We we mess up, we fuck up and as long as we're receptive and understanding and and speak to each other, like that's kind of how we learn and grow. Like we were talking about earlier, like we, that's how you keep growing. Yeah. And I think the South Asian community right now is doing so many
1: creative things. It's so important for all of them to, um, be highlighted for that. Like I'm amazed at like, and, and I'm, I'm so inspired by all my peers who are doing the things that, you know, I didn't think that even I could do when I was younger or, just the creativity that's happening right now within the South Asian space is just unbelievable. And I think it needs to be, and it deserves to be on the map. Yeah. So if I come any- from our people, I will, but you know what they're putting on themselves
0: and that's amazing. <laughs> Are there any creators right now that you're just like, Oh my God, like I love these people. I'm like, keep an eye out for these people.
1: So many for sure. Like I'll definitely make a list and send you some people yeah. and, like put some ads and hell. Yeah. You know? That's
0: the thing. I think that it's all about kind of like supporting each other and like bringing each other up. And like, like, even for me, like, I grew up in a very heavily South Asian community. Like, and so like, I I, I feel like I have like a good feel for the culture. And like, it, I, I really think that at the end of the day, all humans, like we have more in common than differences. and we need to constantly be supporting each other. You know what I mean? We need to constantly be lifting no, each
1: other up. No bad blood. Like you have to celebrate one another to move forward. Right. And that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. And I think that that's what we all need to do. Um, yeah, And I think that, times, yeah. Like, I feel like there's some weird, I think because it's such a, Difficult community, and because growing up, there were so many. Oh, like what is she doing? But what is, like, what is your daughter doing? What is you know, like Mm -hmm. all these, like, I guess I don't know how to put it, but
0: like comparison, like comparing one another. Yeah,
1: it's really tough because you took that with you to the point where you were afraid to open up to other people because you don't want them to talk about you badly, or you don't want them. So you know, like trying to be the perfect person for someone just doesn't work for me anymore. And it's like, you need to be vulnerable with each other and be able to tell your stories.
0: Yeah. And I think that there, there is something to be said about like competitiveness, but like in a healthy way. And I think that a lot of times in, you know, these communities of, you know, there, there is a kind of competitiveness, like, oh, what's she doing? I need to like top that. But I think that instead of doing that, what what would be more productive in my opinion is like, if you want to be competitive, be competitive by all means. Like I can be a competitive person, but not like in competition. Like I want to be better than you, but just like, I want to be, I want to excel at like, not even by uh, doing better than other people. Like I just want to do well for myself because it feels good. But like, supporting other people doesn't take away from anything that you do exactly I always talk about this with my friends because
1: like we always talk about you know we do similar jobs and whatnot and I think the most important thing for people to realize is that like it's not a competition and if you are able to do a job with your friend wouldn't you rather do a job with your friend than not with your friend you know like it's it's, oh it's it's so fun. fun Like I rather be with my friends at all times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it's so fun when you when you and your friends are in the same industry or like you you understand each other, you're able to give each other advice. I've spoken about this before, but like when I was, you know, first like negotiating things for myself. Like I didn't know anything about like what how much money I should be charging this and that. And like the way I navigated it was through talking to my friends. And I feel like to a lot of people it's like, oh that's so weird. Like why would you talk to your friend? I'm like, no, that's who I want to talk about it with is my friends because like, you know, we're we're kind of a team and like we're all kind of in the same kind of industry. So yeah, they I would be the that best you said people. That
1: you're a team because you truly are like what happens when you come together with your friends is so beautiful. Like the creative muscles that you exercise and like what you can create becomes 10 times better than if you were just, you know.
0: And like, I feel like when, when I see you doing well, like I'm, it it is kind of like a team thing. I'm like, hell yeah, she's doing well. Like she's, making us look good. Like, I don't even know who us is, but I just, it <laughs> makes me really it, it genuinely like, I'm, I get really excited. I get really proud because I'm like, Holy shit, like you're doing it. And like, it's, it comes from a genuine place of just like, I'm happy that you are excelling at what you're good at. Like, and people are are recognizing that about you and in and, and no way is it like, Oh, but like, should I be doing that? Or like, it's, it's, I think that's an unhealthy kind of way to to think about things and yeah, I don't know like so I I,
1: if your friend isn't happy for you for some reason if you get a job or if you're doing it's they're not a friend like hundred, percent yeah, and, and like that's constantly be celebrating one another,
0: no and like and not just like in celebrating each other and like supporting each other like in any way that you can like. Because at the end of the day, we are kind of like small businesses, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all just our own little small businesses. And like, those are the people who need the most support. And like, it's not even like, oh, I'm going to do this so I can get it reciprocated. It's like, no, I'm going to do this because it's exciting that this person is, has created this on their own, essentially.
1: 100%. Um,
0: But so you i so anna and i went to i i totally forgot about this i'm just now remembering it now we went to turkey together cuz you have one stop away with amrit yes, and which is sort of like our mission
1: driven consultancy
0: yeah and you you organized a trip with um a travel group and you planned this whole trip to Turkey which was incredible and I was so happy that you like thought of me for it because it was obviously like so fun and such an amazing experience despite the couple of the <laughs> road bumps we had <laughs> oh they know about the luggage you guys know about the luggage I mean honestly from like I genuinely from that day I'm like I don't know that like I don't know, like, I'll never, ever not travel with things in a carry-on, like, my essential things. Like, I'll just never do it again. Like, never again. I'm like, nope, I'm bringing a carry-on. It's going to have everything that I could possibly need in case my suitcase
1: disappears for five days. Exactly. And I think, like, the moral of that entire situation was that, like, Friendship and, like, womanhood is so important because, like, we bonded so close to the point where, you know, despite the fact that all these hurdles happened, your luggage was lost, all of that, we grew so close and we mm-hmm. were there for one another. And I think that's really what the entire women's expedition was about.
0: Uh, and that's the thing, like... Even though that happened, it's so wild to me that I'm like, I still like associate such positive memories, like some of the best memories. And like I just remember like the first night there, Anna being like, come to my hotel room and you being like, I have this for you, I have this for you, I have this for you. And like basically offering up your entire wardrobe that you pack for the trip. And like, that's the thing. I I've packed for trips before. I obviously packed for that trip. I know like I'm packing basically enough for the days that I'm there. So the fact that you were just like take whatever you want to me I was like holy shit this is a real ass gesture of friendship because it's you know that's your clothes that you're gonna wear for the rest of the trip it's not like we have like washers and dryers and you were just like literally like you're like take anything that you want and I was like I'm so glad that I'm here with people like this and like the other girls were amazing too they're like take whatever you need but like it was really such a moment of like female bonding because we were all kind of looking out for each other Yeah, it was definitely
1: a really special, um, trip and, um, you know, we got to, while we were on the trip, we got to, uh, visit independent NGOs. We got to take cooking classes with local women. We got to do rug making classes. We got to travel all parts of Turkey and support women owned businesses and local businesses most importantly.
0: Yeah. And like, like, like literally that little sweet woman who gave us the cooking class was like, yay, I'll never forget her. <laughs> she's like a little angel woman. And like, all I could keep thinking was like, this woman welcomes people into her home and is so sweet and like teaches all of these amazing, like cooking techniques and like making Turkish coffee and like all of this stuff. And she was so warm and she was so genuine. And I was like, these are the, like, I want to, support women like these. And like, even we visited the, the Syrian refugees and the things that they were creating and working so hard to like build a life for themselves and their family in this new place that's completely foreign to them. Like it was, it really made like, Me losing my luggage, like it really put things into perspective. I'm like, these people lost their homes. These people lost everything that they've ever known. I'm here. I'm so lucky to be here and, like, basically have everything I need. So, like, what is there to be upset about?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I think you just, we all need to just take a step back as humanity and sort of realize and count our blessings and all the things that we take for granted. And I think right now, whatever, I know we don't want to talk about the C word. But, um, <laughs>
0: but, but right now- It's so funny because I was thinking um, about the C word. Oh my
1: God. It's just a prime example of how, you know, we don't really think about all the things that we're so blessed to have. But then on a si- during a situation like this, you really are like, hey, like we are very lucky and we're very privileged. And um, it's important to remember that.
0: And I mean, yeah, like, I mean, quarantine could be a lot worse, but like when you're in the luxury of your home and you have AC and television and internet and snacks and you know, like you have what you need, like what else is there? And like, I think that this is something that our generation or a lot of generations have never experienced anything like it. So I think that's why it's so kind of jarring, but relatively speaking, I know it's it's shitty but it it is important I think to keep things in perspective that like things could be way worse and luckily they're not and as long as everyone is kind of doing their part like hopefully this is as bad as it's gonna get
1: yeah I think um it's truly like being an optimist during this situation is really important because the more you let it sort of consume you is when it gets bad and um yeah, we're very lucky. We have a roof over our head. We have food. And, you know, there are people who are like on the front lines right now working day and night to help I know sick people. And, you know, we're very lucky. And it just it just shows you that you must appreciate everything that you have.
0: Uh, and like that's the thing like i live really close to a hospital and like a lot of the people who live in my apartment like work at the hospital and i was going for a walk yesterday like i like there's a park next to my house i like peeked out of the window i'm like hey there's no one there i'm going to go for a walk and i as i was leaving i saw like so many doctors so many nurses coming in they look exhausted like mm-hmm. they truly looked drained and i was like these people are working so hard right now like you know what I mean like the least we could do is is our part which is you know staying home staying away from people not being in you know large gatherings all of that stuff and and only going out when necessary and being just like really cautious about it like I was like a crackhead yesterday like if I heard any noise like oh my god is there a person around me like oh my god is there someone near me like like literally like a crazy person cuz I was like I want to get a little bit of fresh air but I also you know want to maintain the social distancing thing that I've been working you know, I've been working. I feel like it's so weird because I was telling my sister the other day, I was like, I feel like I've already gotten so far. Like I need to just keep it going. Like, let's just keep it going because like, Uh it's tempting. It's tempting to like, be like, oh, like maybe I'll just have like a friend over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. watch tiktok instead fucking watch anna's honestly anna you're an incredible dancer can we please talk about that no, no, like what's that all about no no absolutely anna please i know that being humble we love that for you but like also like can we just talk about it because why are you such a good dancer like oh God, i really I'm,
1: I'm truly not i'm shocked you just said that <laughs> turning red behind this computer <laughs> <laughs> But I do love indulging in a TikTok dance here and there. I'm not going to
0: lie. I love it. It's so, okay. I I was just like, oh, like, I would watch TikTok dances, right? Being at home, I will say I have tried to learn some dances. I have failed every time because holy shit, they're hard. Like They're actually lied. hard. The first dance I learned, I
1: was like, this is hard. I feel like younger me would have been able to do this in like a second, <laughs> but me yeah. is not, is not here for it.
0: <laughs> like, it, it seems like, oh, it's just like, what, like seven different moves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how hard can that be? No, no, no. It's actually very hard. And like, I like, and like the, the way people like, like you were doing it with such ease. I was just like, wow, like you're doing, you're doing, <laughs> you're really doing this dance right now. And I maybe I'll learn how to do like one dance. Like, I feel like there are some dances though that are a little bit easier. More, I got you. We're going to do one. We're going to do like, okay. Like I feel like maybe the say so dance is on the easier <laughs> side. Do A little something, a little more fancy, a little more. <laughs> that. The new, Oh God, what's the new After. dance that everyone's doing? Oh God. What's her name? Which one? The, that, that song. I'm a Savage. Sassy, bougie. Oh, okay. Maria is our
1: queen for this. This one, we so might <laughs> need to phone a friend for our TikTok breakthrough on that.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Maria is a cre- like. Has, I've always known that little that girl. I was gonna say that little girl. That girl's a dancer. She's always freaking dancing around. She's she know she's she's made for TikTok. Yeah. She will she will become her and her little sister will become TikTok famous. <laughs> it's just a matter yeah, of time, guys. So basically, like. Clearly, we're going to all just become TikTokers. That's what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Right. Honestly, such a great... I I, I think it's such a great platform to just forget about everything that's happening right now.
0: And that's the thing. And, And there are like kind of jokes where they're making light of it. But I don't think it's like... I think some can be a little bit not so tasteful. But I think for the most part, they're done very tastefully and very funny. And I think that also, like, get as many laughs in as you can. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we need yeah. to all be, like, staying, like, yeah. kind of positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have to have a laugh
1: here and there for sure. And whatever that is, you know, FaceTiming your friends, uh, binging on some Netflix, reading a good book, listening to a great podcast.
0: Oh yeah, I've been. That's the thing. I've been listening to so many podcasts, and that's why I was like, I gotta, I gotta give the people what they want. We gotta get that <laughs> podcast out because I just, I know that, like, especially when you're like cleaning, I feel like a lot of people are cleaning. I love listening to a podcast when I'm cleaning. Oh yeah, same. so it's because it just like you're you're hanging out with people while you're cleaning. Um, but I will maybe start playing tic tac toe with my cats. <laughs> tic tac toe, tic tac toe. Is it tic tac? I don't even know <laughs> so, what's fucking is anymore. Tic tac toe. But I, think I love how maybe TikTok because that's what we have been I, talking about. I called it TikTok toe. That's how you know that's I'm really actually bad. losing my mind. I'm, I'm really calling bad. it Toe. But no, people are playing TikTok toe with their fucking cats on TikTok. That's what I'm saying, guys. You're not too old for TikTok. If you think that you are, you're not. I promise you. Like, just get. It. It's so fun and like. It's so weird because I'll be sending people TikToks who aren't on TikTok and they're like, this isn't funny. And I'm just like, you don't get it. You're not you really on TikTok. It. Like you, it's, you know, it's like a big inside joke. Exactly. So unless you're like on it, like there's really no way for you to fucking to get it. I don't, I swear to God Anna, on the last like four episodes of my podcast, I'm pretty sure I've talked about TikTok. This is getting out of hand. Oh my God. All right. We're at, no more TikTok talk. No more C word talk. <laughs> yeah. No more C word which I love that I'm going to start calling it that cuz it's it's fun. Um, and also no more TikTok talk. <laughs> TikTok talk. <laughs> oh, we're losing our minds, guys. Who knows what date is of the self quarantine, but you know, kind of crazy. I will say though I really try not to judge people but someone posted day 1 of quarantine today and I was like get the fuck out of here. Get no, absolutely not. Of here. absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not, ma'am. Absolutely not. What have you been doing? Where have you been? Yeah, what's happening? Um but yeah, so you're home with your family right now. Is that how is that keeping you nice and entertained?
1: Yeah, it's been great. I've been learning my mom's recipes. I've been You know, it's been years since my entire family has gotten together for more than, like, two days. Yeah. So it's truly been amazing. And we are just playing board games and, you know, (laughs) back to the basics.
0: No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you really can kind of, like, make like enjoy yourself cuz yeah when when is every single one of your family members all going to be like home at the same time like it's just that's not something that happens all the time but also can we expect to see a cooking video on your instagram stories with you and your mom cuz i feel like absolutely. that would be great absolutely i think
1: that is the next the next portion to this <laughs>
0: <laughs> cooking videos <laughs> video will drop and your mom is so cute i feel like she would fuck she would just be adorable yeah she would kill it um, but yeah
1: like maybe some like Pakoras. I don't know oh my god Nora, <laughs> don't even get me hungry like that like I'm already <laughs> over here like smelling through my through my door what's cooking
0: outside honestly I'm so jealous because no one is cooking in this house except for me so unless oh. I'm cooking <laughs> I know literally I was like telling my sister the other day because she was like I'm bored I'm like I want you to imagine no one being there. She's like, that sounds amazing. But I'm like, Oh, you also have a two year old who you're potty training, which she fully has potty trained her two year old during oh this quarantine.
1: God. Well, there you go. My, is also two years old. and Oh my
0: God. She should get potty trained. Now's the time. She's potty trained. She's potty trained. Oh, she...
1: And it's so Ooh. funny because I mean, we'll into this after. I mean, enough
0: potty training. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, what a, talk, your niece talk. is honestly adorable she really is i she just woke up from a nap too and i hear her like running around the house
0: okay so we should probably wrap up so that you can go play with your niece and also like i feel like any minute now she's gonna barge in right but um <laughs> if people don't already follow you online which you know if you don't you're a fucking idiot but where can you find where can we find you online um, my Instagram is at
1: A-N-A-A-S-A-B-E-R, on a saver. It used to be our second skin, but we had a, Honestly,
0: a little name. I, I, I till this day, if I like look for you, I look for our second skin. I
1: know. It's so hard to just get it out. It's but just, I, I love yeah. that it's your name now. Exactly. It's still a part of my life. It's still my website. Yeah. So it's not gone. No, and your website's really beautiful, actually. Thank you, thank you so much. It's uh, I just redid it, so it needs a little work and uh, some updating, but
0: no, mm, uh, it looks really good. Yeah, and you guys can check out Anna there, and obviously, I will keep you posted on her clothing line, capsule collection, whatever, whatever you want to call it, her creative muscle project, creative muscle <laughs> project, exactly. <laughs> Um, and as always, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Noor E you could follow the podcast at Arab American psycho on Instagram, where I'm going to have a picture of Anna's beautiful face. Um, and yeah, stay safe, stay home, wash your hands. Don't be an asshole. (laughs)